Lady E. It's R.Y. We're coming at you with another episode of Van Chronicles. Van Chronicles episode three. We're here to talk about perspective. We're going to learn a story today about Lady E that you never thought of. And myself as well. This is mainly about Lady E today. Stay it's tuned. Alright guys, and we're back. It's R.Y. And your girl Lady E. We just saw a wonderful play. Shout out to Zach. And Joe P. King, who he, directed it. Mm -hmm. It was called... I don't know what it was called. It was called By Any Means... No, it was called The Meeting. I'm sorry, it was called The Meeting. Sorry, young guys. It was called The Meeting, and Zachary Clark played Martin Luther King. He did a phenomenal did job. a legendary job. And I forgot the other actor who played Malcolm X, but he did a phenomenal job as well. Yeah, I felt that one. And, and Rashad was even a cameo. Um, yeah. Well, not, not, our, not our why, but... Rashad, the, he was My name was in the, uh, the, the play. play. So, I feel special enough because my name is in the play. Why wouldn't you feel special? So, before we continue uh, our segment, we're literally doing Van Chronicles while, while driving actually driving the van. For the first time. For the first time. So, if you guys hear Yay. any sort of quality difference, it's because we're actually driving. So, if you hear any sirens or blinking, Know, you know, turn signals, just notice it's because we're actually driving. We're not actually sitting in the van how we usually do. But today, before we continue, you know, Lady E has another quote of the day, so I'll let her get to that. Thank you, our wife. The quote of the day is, is by Joe Vitale, and it says, A goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Once again, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Now, Lady E, now before we get into this this discussion, uh, wherever this may go, <laughs> uh, how would you uh, how would you define your goals? Like, what makes your goals your goals? You know, like how do you know if you've accomplished a goal? Well, you 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 know you you accomplish a goal by you you gain fulfillment. You'll have uh, some kind of proof that you are accomplished a goal such as you graduate, graduate from college, you earn a degree, and you get a diploma. Right. So that's how you would know. Now, in the event that you don't go to college, you take another route, you will know about the fulfillment you um, receive or by the accolades people give you, such as medals or some kind of certificate you may have. Right. So, and also think yourself you would know that you've accomplished something, so. So, as we continue this, I guess we should go off with the you know, it's January, it's 2018. 2018. Uh, you know, New Year, New Me is still happening. But, so, it, but this is so cliche. You know, it's you it's very me? cliche. So what are so what are your goals for this year? What is it that we should look oh, forward to? Oh, my goodness. Big things, big things, big things. So I have a book that's going to be coming out soon this year. Oh, my God. Um, I'm not going to release the title just yet. But um, it will be coming out this year. And I... I wrote these stories while in college, pursuing a goal, and um, it was such it was so fulfilling. And to know that your peers can um, read your stories and give you feedback and actually like your stories is um, a mark amazing within itself. Right. And um, it's a great feeling to accomplish something like that. Because I never wrote a short story before, but my book is a compilation book of short stories. And they all come from my heart. They're all based on real life story events. Um, and there's a piece of me each it's a piece of me each story. So it's gonna be a wonderful story and it's geared towards YA, young young adults, the younger generation, and more specifically 
girls, young teenage girls. I have a heart for girls um, as far as young ladies. Because when I was in high school, I've always wanted to be a mentor to young girls. Even though I was young myself, I still saw things differently. And I saw how things were in high school. And it made me want to um, veer off a different route and not and go against the grain and go against the norm was expected of me as a young lady. Right. So I didn't do a lot of things that most high school, high school girls did. I was also, I was always different. So, so, with being different, does it make your goals, uh, I guess, more harder or more difficult to accomplish? Do you feel like there's like this longing for your goals to happen? I mean, okay. I can't speak from anybody else because I, all I know how to do is be me and yeah. to do me. Um, and nobody else agrees with it, I can't help it, that's their problem. Right. Um, I never looked at anybody else's goals as, and it's all, you know, no one goes on the table. We all have our own walks, our own personal journey right. through life, so I don't promise that to anybody. I'm in the lane of my own, so I do my thing. Alright, so with doing things by your, I guess by your own terms or your own way, understanding your journey, understanding your process, what um, I guess what keeps you going because there's a lot of distractions out there. There are. So what keeps you going? Because you know, in this, in this, in this, this time, everything we do is kind of compared. So how do you separate the comparisons to your own journey? Well, I've always um, want to beat my own drum. I've never, uh, I never blended in with the crowd. I've always stood out, and so with that. I've always had a set goal for my life and plan for my life. Regardless of my injury, me getting hurt, they didn't deter me. Now, when I got hurt, of course, I had to, you know, stop for a second, but... Let me stop you real quick. For your listeners out there, um, a lot of people don't know they about don't, Lady they E. Don't know. So how about you let people know your, your story? You don't have to get everybody the whole spiel, but I think it's, I think it's important for people to understand how... This book alone is a big accomplishment because... Yeah, so in 2008, I was involved in an unfavorable accident. I was shot in my head, um, which nearly cost me my, almost cost me my life. Um, someone did pass away because of that um, accident. However, I choose to live for me and her. And I, didn't, I don't let the only one that stop me. And that's also another reason why I fight harder because the odds were stuck against me because I nearly lost my life. I was literally in the hospital for like maybe four or five months. And for the first few weeks, it was touch and go. Every day it was like, I don't know if you're going to make it. And so by the grace of God, I did make it. And here I am now sharing this podcast with RY, talking to you all. So, and I've always had the dream. I was going to, I was going to college before I got injured. And um, so as I got hurt, it had to be delayed for a couple of years. So I got about to, God was so many bounce back with my mind. And um, I'm not 100% where I need to be, but I'm nearly there. So I'm staying taking it one day at a time, fighting back and just um, getting back to me again and getting back to where God needs me to be. So what, what keeps the patience? Because it's, uh, it's like I said, with this, with this world, we are accustomed to everything is instant. Uh, so I think it makes us a lot of makes a lot of us very impulsive with things, or it makes us become a lot more frustrated because we're so quickly we're so quick to compare ourselves to somebody else's life. So what 
keeps you focused on your journey, your goals, your ideas? How do you say patient? I guess well, that's the better question. Well, the grace of God keeps me humble and patient as well. I cannot, I would meet everyone with him, first of all. Um, to know that I could lost my life just nearly, what, um, nine years ago is amazing within itself. But since I got a second chance in life, I mean, patience and the word of God and the grace of God just keeps me humble. And like I said, I, I, read, my, I read my word a lot. And I know a lot of things, and so that alone keeps me humble. And I, I know people are people worse off than me. I met several people who are in my condition, even worse than my worse than my condition. And I know people that haven't never talked or haven't talked yet. And so to just see people on a daily not a daily basis, but often who don't have my um, don't have my willpower just yet. Not they don't say they won't have, it, but they don't have it just yet. Um, keeps me going. I, I fight for them too. Um, people who think you can't do something and I, I like I, I like people to help me out. It pushes me to go further in that way too. And like I said, I'm going to race myself. I'm, I'm going to ask myself like, it's, it's about I'm doing me and I, I'm trying to be with me I can be. And I don't compare myself to other people. Erica's all person. So, how, so when did you know that Erica was her own person? It's easy to say that you're your own person, but Very true. we're so caught up with, I don't want to say caught up, but we're all kind of stemmed with these different, you know, beliefs, way of life, values, to how you know, like, that's really you. I realized my, uh, that I was my own person when I got hurt. Now, I've always known I'm a person, obviously I'm a person, right. I'm a human being, but I didn't know who I was until I got hurt. And even then, it was still kind of like, kind of um, blurry in a sense, if that makes, if, if you will. Um, so, knowing who you are is important. And I knew myself because, I knew myself because, like I said again, I, re I reiterate, I read the Bible a lot. And my spirituality with, with Christ and Jesus and all that, it was just, it was touching up for a while. But after I knew and understood that he gave me a second chance in life, it opened my mind to a whole new perspective of things. And just within that, I um, had to regain a new sense of who I was and to really find out who Erica is and to know what life is about and to know I'm not in this by myself and I'm not doing this for me. But for the, my future children, if I have, if I have kids, for people um, in the younger generation, um, my family, my friends, just the, for anybody. And so, um, knowing who I was was not always a piece of cake. But when you find out things you like to do and you find out who you are through different things, like I didn't know I could be patient until my patience was tested. I didn't know I was strong until my strength was tested. So until you're tested, that's enough we can find out how you, who you are behind your attention in, in life. And this accident has definitely showed me what I made of who I am. I know I'm a person of strength. I'm a person of courage. I'm courageous. Um, uh, I know I'm still beautiful. I know that um, I'm, I'm goofy. I'm funny. I'm loving. I know I'm, I'm peaceful. And I'm patient. And I don't like the. Um, I think I've been anybody by any by far. But I know that I know who, I know who God made me to be, and I know that it's something great in store for me, even even still now, even yet and still. So I have great hopes for my future, and I know it's it's bright. It's gonna go from here. So. Things are always good. Well said. So, 
this this little let's add on to that for a sec. Um, do you believe that we live in a in a world that kind of limits us? And if so, and if so, how do you separate yourself from the idea of being limited and know how to become limitless? The world does limit us. And speaking of my condition, when I was at Omsu, um, I, um, there's a lot of limitations. They don't have buttons, handicap buttons at every door, for one. That's a limit. Um, they don't, they don't have, like, spacious classrooms. I'm saying, I never realized from being able-bodied to being disabled that you don't see things the same way you do when you're, you're walking around. You don't really, you don't, you don't consider the people who are in the wheelchairs. So until I was um, in the wheelchair, I didn't quite understand. So like I don't see the importance of ramps and you know dip downs in the, in the um, sidewalks, things of that nature. And like I said, something simple as a handicap, but until I was limited and tested in that way. Right. So limitations as far as like every, every place is not handicap accessible. Restaurants, some restaurants are handicap accessible. So there's a, there's a limitation with that as well. And so. And I think that people in their mind, some people are limited in their minds. And I, I was, I, and I myself could say that too because I did, I wasn't always as, like I said, as strong as I, as I was until I took the limits off myself. Right. If you're limited in your mind, you're going to be limited in all areas of your life. So. So what do you think creates the limit of your mind? Yourself. Think, you don't know, really. Just, yourself. Just like that. You tell yourself, I'm limited, I can't do something. You can't. So what if, and that's very true, and I'm not disputing that. So what if, you know, it kind of stems from somebody's past or, you know, they could have had a bad relationship and very somebody true. could have been very demeaning. Very true. So is it literally just yourself? I mean, of course, you you have yourself has a lot to do with it, but how can people who may not think it's just themselves and it stems from all these other places, I guess, learn that they are limitless? Well, think of yourself and other factors. Like you said, people from relationships, somebody can tell you, oh, you're nothing. Are you... You, um, you're not good enough, or you're this, you're that. Well, if you let that, well, you, okay, so, okay, so yourself, you tell yourself certain things. So if you say yourself, I can do this, and you hear somebody say, well, no, you can't. So who are you going to believe, you, yourself or somebody else? It's true. You go by their opinion? It, it, all this is an opinion. That's very true. You know, the Bible says in um, Proverbs 23 and 7, for a man thinks in the heart, so is he. So if you think that you're one way, you, got, you're, you're, you are who you think you are. Right. You think you're big and bad, you, you are big and bad. So, true. you think you're strong, you're going to be strong. So, it is what it is. And you can then nobody what nice else says about you, determine how you think about yourself. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is, whatever you say about yourself, or believe about yourself, rather, is what you're going to, is what you're going to believe. What's going to be in your mind. Your thoughts, are so powerful. Your mind is so powerful that you can believe anything you want to believe. I can tell myself I'm beautiful, and I'm gonna believe I'm beautiful. Now, do you think that? And that's a that's a very true thought. You gotta build yourself up. But how do you continually build yourself up? Practice. But on daily basis. but what if you're not patient? Don't you think that kind of goes hand in hand? Don't you think you gotta? I'm just asking. You know, don't you think you gotta understand the value, the value of patience? in order to have the value of belief as well with your thoughts. So you can tell yourself you're beautiful all the day. I mean, that's all the thing. Every day. <laughs> Every day. And there's going to be a moment in time where you're tested with your patience. Absolutely. And you can easily go back 
to that. So, I mean, as a person who practice the power of patience all the time, yes. and even as patient as I believe I am, like today, I went to the gym today to uh, go play basketball. You know, if anybody wants to see me on the court, you know, yeah. it's whatever. But um, I end up going the wrong way oh, on wow. accident because my, my phone, How'd you go the, wrong the app, way? My, you follow in the map sometimes. I, I went the wrong way and I thought I knew another way around oh. and stuff like that. So I found myself at some point get a little frustrated. Now, for me to really get frustrated, it, it, kind, it kind of takes a lot. But in this, like on this day, for some reason, it didn't seem like that. And so I was, uh, I was driving around. And I realized, like, man, I am lost. I have no idea uh, where I'm going, and, I, and I'm like really big on time. Like, if something starts at a certain time. Yes, you are. I, I like, <laughs> I like to be on Very time. Yeah, yeah it's probably I'm not in the military, but yeah, time with me. Yeah, anybody who knows me personally knows that. I am time conscious. Like, if something starts at 10, I want to be there, like, at 9.30, 9.45. I don't know why, but I'm just big on not being late for stuff. And, and that goes from a lot of things. Honestly, it comes from my dad, but we're not going to get into that. But anyways, I found myself frustrated, and I kept, I pulled over, actually, I'm thinking. I pulled over, and I told myself, I said, Rashad, you're going to find your way to this place. It says, patient as you are, you better not get mad about being late because if you're late then you just late and accidents happen so eventually after driving all the way around I kind of got familiar where I was at and then found myself smiling at the fact is smiling at the fact that I still found my destination so sometimes we get put in you know different positions where our patience or our desires um, are tested and uh, you just got to continue to believe. And you got to continue to have patience. And you got to continue to understand that somebody else's situation or their perspective may be different from your own. Because we're all in this journey together, as we stated in the first episode. Um, but understand that your journey is still your journey. Yes, it is. Uh, you got to so keep the faith. You got to keep the faith. Believe you believe in yourself and believe in God. Yep. And he has a final place for you. Yeah, that was a little small story today. Uh, let's get back to you because this is this is definitely a Lady E Center podcast. So we're not gonna get into the book because obviously you want to keep that on the wraps. But since we are both writers, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Since we're both writers, and anybody out here who might be a writer or you want to do a podcast or something, what got you into writing? I was at funny story. I was in high school, and like I said again, I was I'm a, I was about 15 years old, and I went home. Well, I had seen people were talking about this particular girl, or I'm sorry, guys were talking about this particular girl, and then I was just like, why are they talking about her? And they were saying like things that were that weren't um, appropriate, and said other stuff. And the girl, I remember her being like sad and stuff like that, and so. It dawned on me, I was on the bus for her home, whatever, and I went and showed my room, went to my room, and I was just like, I'm going to write. And I wrote down some stuff, not even knowing that I wanted to be a writer, you know, anything like that. I just wanted to write some stuff. And so, in the, in the process of it, I realized it was a, from the book. And I, it turned into an idea of a book helping young girls. So, the incident um, from that young girl, it led me to begin, begin writing a book 
and that book is still unfinished but I, I'm, I'm going to finish it soon however um, that's what kind of got me started and from there um, I have started writing bits and pieces of it here and there and um, I then got into school and began writing short and began writing short God bless you and began writing short stories and I never knew I could write a short story. I was like, I write books. I don't write short stories. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to um, cut down what I'm saying. I got so much to say already. So I didn't know I could write a short story, but I, I did. And I, this is my creative um, fiction writing class that wrote my first short story. So you got to get the book, my book, to find out um, what is what they were about and things like that. So be looking out for that later on this year. Yeah, Lady E has a lot of uh, heat in the closet. Well, um, no. That's coming soon. I do as well, but this isn't about Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Uh, she's actually done. I'm about 75% done with mine. Um, Big things for welcome us, though. 2018. 2018. Winning. New, the year new me, right? Winning. Um, so I guess to kind of go further into that, of course, as a writer or anybody who has dreams, uh... You hit that. You hit that wall. You hit that you frustration. Do. You do. Um, obviously, for us, it's writer's block, which is very, yeah, very real. <laughs> it's very real. People don't think it's real, but you know, it's very real. Because sometimes you can have so many thoughts, and you can put it down, and it makes absolutely no sense. No sense. <laughs> I remember I wrote like a hundred something pages, and this is with my book now. And I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know where half the stuff needs to go. And I literally had to like rewrite it and add stuff to it. So within that process, how do you understand the uh, value, the value <laughs> of patience, and sometimes even perspective? Because I, I know that you met an author. What was that? Twenty. Oh yes, Terry McMillan. Oh my God! Shout out to Terry McMillan. I really, really enjoyed meeting you. I saw. I want you to get my book. I um, I want to send it to you. Um, or your company, wherever I got sent it to, I was sending it to you for free. And um, I'm so excited about that. So thank you again for the tips you gave me. It's, they really helped me a lot. So what did that experience give you? Let's, oh get, let's go back. Let's go back for a to second. To that moment? Yeah, to that moment, man. Because I feel like that helped transcend you to this. It definitely did. Um, me and Terry McMillan was just like, not, it was, I, I kind of can say it's a dream come true because I never envisioned myself meeting her. Um, however, I don't, I don't, I'm very appreciative of the experience and to see uh, another author, um, I got to actually see how a um, reading goes and it's so, it's so, it's so cool. I mean, you, you're behind this podium and you're an excerpt of your book and I know she picked different excerpts, but how, 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 how the excerpts she chose, they all blend together as if it was a chapter in a book or something. And I know there are different chapters, and she picked out different parts or whatever, but right. it pieced together so beautifully. And the experience in itself was just so amazing. I mean, we got to chat afterward, afterwards or whatever, and took pictures. And she called me. There were um, about seven groups, and she called me. She was, I think we were at like group seven. And on the, at that time, they were like on group one. And so it's been quite a while for um, our group got called up. And so she pointed to me, and I, I, point, I, I, I touched myself and I said, me? And she was like, yeah, and I'm just like, oh my God. So she did her hand like a way more, she like to come towards me kind of motion or whatever. And I went over there and I'm like, it's not my turn yet. But she was like, hi, what's your name? And you know, talk to me, whatever. And asked the school I went to and things of that nature. And for her to take 
um, interest like that was just it it blew, it blew me away. Right. And um, she even um, she personally signed my book. Um, Erica, stay strong, write hard, and write soft. No one, no one's worth it. She personalized like that. She just signed Terry Miller in everybody else's book. But in my book, she wrote my name, Erica, and she wrote me a message. So that meant every. That was like that was a big moment in my life. I was just it's my screensaver on my phone. It's like so amazing. It just that was just that really just blew my mind. So with that moment alone. And she had no idea about your story, your condition. She said, that's not my story, but she knows how she sees it with the chair, but she has no idea um, how I got in this chair. But right. So don't you think that moment gave you an insight on the power of perspective of how that moment for you can honestly made, I'm not saying made this happen, but it, it literally kind of catapulted this to happen. You was at a book signing. And now you have your own book coming out very soon. Yeah, within a year. So to me, that's uh, like a great moment as far as the power of perspective. Just for the simple fact, this woman didn't have to do that. No. She uh, did not. She knew your name. She didn't know your story. She just, with her own two eyes, saw you and, and maybe thought she, she might be something special, and wrote something personal for you. And look what's happened. It just opened so many, so many doors. So many doors. This accident alone, this accident, me getting hurt alone has been a blessing. I know it's not strange to say that, but it really has been. Even though there are moments that have not been so pleasant, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't take this back. I, I don't believe I'll take this back ever because it has helped me. It's shaped into who I am, and it's given me a whole new outlook on different things, different people, and it changed my life upside down. Yes, it did, but I am conquering it through it each day. But that moment, meeting her and Having her talk to me like that was just amazing within itself. So how do you, okay, so for those who, who may have not ever had that experience, but you know, they obviously, you know, the world is what it is and you see stuff every day. Um, how can their perspective change without the actual knowledge of what might be going on to help somebody else? Life or help somebody else get you know, out of a tough spot without knowing. How do you think the power of perspective can do that? The power of perspective. Well, first of all, don't think that just because a person is in a wheelchair that they can't do anything. Right. That goes. Then it goes against with um, stereotypes. Mm -hmm. People think, well, she in the church, she can't do anything. That's that's not true at all. I'm limited, but that does not mean I can't do anything. And there's some people. I, I remember I, I even kind of did my, just a little bit myself, like. I thought a person in the chair can't walk or do anything like that, but they can't stop. I see, I see the person in the chair, and all of a sudden they get up, I'm like, what they can't chair for? Like, <laughs> but not knowing that they, they people suffer with multiple sclerosis. Right. And then sometimes it make you weaken your body so you can't walk long distances. Yeah. And so having a chair helps with that. So I, I never knew myself, even being in the chair, that other disabilities can cause you to even be in the chair and still be able to get out the chair. Right. And um, so there, of my eyes, it's just something new too. And we've been in this situation. So, so I don't think that yeah. a person um, is limited just because they're in a chair. Because you don't know what their their um, their condition is. Mm -hmm. You don't know. So don't judge too quickly. So why do you think we do that? Sorry to cut you off. Why do you think we do that? Why do you think we as people who are able-bodied... Um, I'm around you every day. So Absolutely. it's a little bit different. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more aware understanding 
of judging, but maybe somebody has never been around a person in a wheelchair. I mean, of course, you know, you go to the mall or somewhere, yeah. and you see kids, you know, they see a person in a wheelchair and or have any, any, uh, any other sort of disability, and they kind of just look like they're real curious. Very true, they are. But the difference is, that's from a, a child's perspective. Most right. children are curious. That's, right. uh, so I, I don't believe that most people in your position would take that. Yeah, yeah, from that point. But people who are older, you're kind of more aware. So how do you think those people who may not be aware become more aware and understanding and not so judgmental? What do you think we can do? To not be so judgmental? Yeah, or well, to understand the, the magnitude behind perspective with the well, that great stereotype. Well, don't stare for one. Please, please stop staring people with yours. This is it's very, um, it's, it's rude. Yeah. It's, um, it doesn't feel good to me. I, it doesn't feel good. Now, I'm past the point to where I'm, I, I get bothered by being stared at. I'm past that point now, but at first I was not past that point. I'm just like, why are you staring at me? Like, even my cousin from out of town came and was like, why are people looking at you like that? Like I'm an alien. And I had to tell them, calm down, you know. People are people. Um, so, but I would say, don't stare and do your, do your research. Do your research. People guys um in and out their phones, look, Google something. Google 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 it. So don't judge. It's it's rude, it's not polite, um, it doesn't feel good to be stared at. Um, you don't know for a situation. Like I said, a person can be in a chair and it can walk it can still walk. So you don't you don't know. So don't 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 be so quick to judge. So keep up in mind about that. And like Google it if you want to know something. I'm serious. Google it. I, I mean, mean, I agree. No. I've, I've met so many different people from different walks of life that and did so many different injuries, and I got Google some stuff myself. Like, yeah, yet and still. Google, so, Google, is... Google or do, do Google Yahoo, whatever you got to do. Read a book. Read a book. Know. Read a book about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So just don't, but don't stare, people. Please don't stare. Please don't. It's, it's, I learned it's a not, lot about that. It's not appropriate. That. I learned a lot about that. Um, just just never know how offensive that can be because sometimes people think being offensive always comes from words no it doesn't. sometimes it's body language sometimes it it's simply like you said just staring yeah. looking at people like they are different right so all right I, all right oh, well, I got a question mm -hmm. so what is it like for you to see people yeah. um whether they're looking at me funny or something like that or just looking at any any person that's in it that's disabled how, how is it for you? Like how how is how does that shape your mind? What does that what does that do to you? Um, right. Yeah. How, what um, does it do to you? I mean, for you personally, you I've it. I've been around you long enough uh, where it doesn't bother me. Of course, when I first like me and you really first start getting close after your accident, of course, there's like this kind of this distance to yeah. like you know you feel real sorry. Like this like the sympathetic. I them, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, good job, but side note, I don't not feel sorry for myself, and some people do what you feel sorry for them, but don't um, think, don't make really assume that just the person that you're, that they want you to feel sorry for them, because right. nine times out of ten, we don't, we, we don't want your sympathy. Right, so, so I've learned the difference between being uh, sympathetic to empathetic, okay. to being more open-minded to the situation, to know that I have no control of the situation, but I can try to find a find a way to make the situation better just by my awareness and understanding uh, you know how to approach people and how to say things and how to look at people a certain type of way try to treat them as they are human because we all still human. are still human 
Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I at least college-wise, I mean, I, I graduated uh, with a degree in education, so I have worked with kids who have had disabilities, and I still see their love for learning, and it is often it really kind of touches me uh, to just see, you know, kids still be kids, you know, regardless of the situation. So I think you have to understand, you still have to try to remain as normal as possible with the situation, but understand that there might be something that, you know, they might not be able to do. But don't shun them for it because they can't do it. Okay. Or don't, don't ignore the fact, or, you know, don't do anything that could be disrespectful. Something that you wouldn't want done to yourself, I wouldn't do it to somebody else. Because, because, because people keep forgetting that we're all temporarily able-bodied in this world, that anything uh, can, can happen. And, and, and uh, for the most part, most of us are really, I, I would say, blind to that. Because we kind of go through life, you know, looking at life through our own eyes, through our own lens. Basically thinking that the stuff that's happened to me is happening because it's supposed to happen. So when it doesn't happen to you in that light, then you don't really think about it. And of course, if you're not around it all the time, you're really not going to think about it. Because me, I'm a, I'm a big reader, so I've read a lot of messed up stories sometimes you get so caught up in it, it can put you in this in this place Absolutely. if you really if you really trying to learn but I, to me i feel like i gotta understand the feeling behind those who who actually go through it every day so my small feelings or my sadness is behind it has nothing to do with what they actually experience but you uh, i know that you're, you're comfortable in your skin so i don't get offended by. Only thing I, I get offended by is when I see people, when I'm in a movie theater, you know, it's always, it might be a man or a woman scanning tickets. We apologize for that delay if you hear like a little silent moment or something drop. Like I said, we were driving the van actually, so my yeah. phone fell. But that also keeps it very authentic. But as I was saying, if you see, you know, people at a movie theater or anybody, you know, that's doing their job and you're being rude to them or telling them why they're taking so long or this, that, and the third, and they're literally trying to their best of their abilities, I think that's the only thing that makes me mad because I can see the unawareness and the ignorance uh, behind those type of people. However, I know that I can only pick my battles. I know that sometimes I can use that moment to enlighten somebody, but... You also got to understand that you can't do that for everybody because, you know, people in this world are, are all over the place. But, um, like I said, with you, I don't never really worry about that, just for the simple fact. I know you're comfortable and you're scared. I'm around you all the time. It's like I'm like your personal, like your bodyguard, agent, you know, all that type of stuff. So, as long as you're okay, um, I'm really fine. I mean, I understand everybody. Um doesn't know you know everything so yeah. as long as you're as long as you're good i'm good i'm not gonna like jump no. out the window oh, are why? Okay. i was okay so i want to ask you yeah. um so when you were in college mm -hmm. away at mizzou were there any people um that were disabled that were in your classes <clears throat> yeah it was this guy in my uh this was in my history class i cannot remember his name but i remember him vivid vividly if I saw him I believe he had MS if I'm not mistaken but I would see him from time to time um 
and he would be in the back where they have the handi uh, handicap accessible stuff, mm. and he would be writing notes, you know, and that kind of kept me uh, motivated. Did um, he have a um, physical, besides being in the chair, um, was he in the chair? No, he wasn't. He was on the, uh, I don't know what those things are called, one that connected to both arms. So I don't want to properly like, like arm brace, like yeah, things yeah. I don't want to properly misterm that, but yeah, that's I don't what, know what that's what. Um, that's what he was in. I remember I talked to him one time, and I remember I was like, I think it had been my sophomore junior year. I was just like, man, I was just, I'm just curious. And I, I told him like, I don't want to like come off as offensive. I was like, how do you keep going, man? Like, how do you keep going uh, in your situation? I said, because I, I was in a bad part of my college life, but I'll get to my own personal story on a different podcast. And he just said, man, it's like, I'm not dead. Hmm. Exactly what he said. He said, I'm not dead. So, so why not? Why not keep so going? So why not? And uh, that just kind of gave well, me, like, this push. And he kind of laughed. And, you know, it's like, you just say you're not dead. It's like, I mean, obviously. But I, I didn't really understand what he understood what he said until... I kind of went back to my apartment and really like sat and mm. thought about it. He's like, I'm not dead, so mm -hmm. why am I why am I throwing in a towel? So it gave me a new perspective on perspective on wow. not giving up um, like when it. times are you know really bad because we all go through things, Absolutely. and you know even people who are limited, their their battle is just as bad as people who aren't limited. More, theirs is more so physical, but we also know people go through mental uh, limitations, um, emotional, spiritual even. I, I understand all of those. So, like I said, I will tell you my story <laughs> on a different podcast. But um, at that moment there, though, just uh, just gave me a different perspective. And so that's what kind of keeps me going. That and kids, you know, just seeing kids who really look up to me. Yeah. I was a, there was a kid this summer. His name is Andrew. He was in a wheelchair, and that was my guy. He mm -hmm. literally, every day he saw me, he would, uh, he would, um, he, I, I don't know what we was playing. We was playing something, but he would always look for me. And uh, it's just like, them type of moments, man, you don't really take they for granted. They mean something. They mean something, because, like I said, this is, this is, there's this kid who um, can't really do everything a kid can yeah. do. But he still tries to create his own fun. So, so I, I tell myself, when I, you know, when times get hard, there's always somebody who's going through a lot harder. And to see a kid that age and to see that kid, you know, in college, I wish I remember your name, man, because you really are, like, aspiring to me. You don't even know that. But you may never hear this, too, but I'm going to let you know that. So, it, like I said, it's just those moments where I, I really, I mean, I really appreciate it. And I understand that my life is, you know, small yeah. compared to those around me. So. So I think that's wonderful. This, um, this is a lot. Like I said, and people, I think people who, who have had a adversity in their life, we see things totally differently. Mm -hmm. There's somebody who hasn't ever been through anything, or not saying they've been through anything, but never think they're anything so detrimental that can uh, alter your physical stature, yeah, um, physical ability or whatever. So mm -hmm. it changes your whole perspective when you have something taken away from you. Um, like me, I was limited to my my physical ability as far as walking goes, that alone can tear a person's um, mentality up. Yeah. You know, it could have been so many different ways for me, but I don't look at it. I know I'll walk, I'll walk again one day. Um, so that doesn't deter me from believing that that um, I can't achieve my goals. And so to, to say, today's quote 
um, a ghost should scare you a little and excite you a lot. School has always excited me. And as long as I can remember, I've always loved school. I mean, there are times I'm like, huh, I don't want to go to school today. Nobody. But overall, yeah. I understand the, the bigger plan is to, of course, I was graduate, which I graduated, and so I accomplished my goal with that. And so um, I just think that we are, we all have so much great, great, great potential. We should not limit ourselves to believing just because a person is different and is not the way we are does not mean we can't do things just as well as somebody else is physically able to do without a problem. I just think the if problem. That makes sense. Yeah, I just I just think the problem is that you know, besides society limiting us, I think we just limit ourselves in general. I in think your, it's in your uh, minds. In your minds, but I also think it's the the lack of patience yeah. that limits us. Because to be quite honest, I don't you know. And that's no offense to anybody who has dreams out there. More than likely, most of you guys who have dreams, they probably won't happen overnight. That's, Sorry, but, you know, well, some things happen overnight yeah. because of the times we're in. But if your dreams do not happen overnight, that doesn't, mean quit. doesn't mean quit. Because the thing is, we all kind of just quit in this in this life. I, my dad told me, I don't know if it was my dad or somebody, but they kind of see this our generation as a soft <laughs> generation. And I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, as far as sensitive and stuff like that, I kind of agree with that. But as far as soft i think we do often give up when times get rough granted we don't understand we have a lot more resources than the other generations before us and we're also the most educated yet we are the most i would say unappreciated as well so i can see where the frustration stems from but the mountaintop is still there the mountaintop hasn't you know tipped over this isn't the titanic your dreams don't have to sink (laughs) um because, you know, something happens mm-hmm. because at some point life is going to hit us dead in the face. Absolutely. So. Life happens to everyone. It happens to everybody. Just because it hasn't happened to you now, I mean, it, it will happen to you at some point. Eventually. And how you how you bounce back from that will tell you a lot about yourself. Because as long as you do have breath in your body, uh, every day is uh, a new opportunity to do something you never thought you would do. I never thought I'd be writing a book. Mm-hmm. And I'm I've been doing it. What 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 was once an idea is actually is actually happening because I've created a belief and there's been a lot of days. Did you believe in yourself? I believed in myself. But the, even the days I didn't believe in myself, I'm like, this book ain't gonna get done mm-hmm. if I don't write it. So even the days you don't feel like you can do it. You gotta push and do it anyway. You gotta push and do it anyway. If you think that, you know, LeBron James, Michael Jordan or whoever you look up to Hey LeBron. Yeah, shout out to LeBron. And Kyrie too. Riri, yes. <laughs> and shout out to Drake too, but you know, that's, that's, really that's Drake, right. yeah. really. Oh, yeah, so my friends gonna hear this, and they gonna know it's a, <laughs> it's an over your thing. But that doesn't matter. Uh, and Kendrick too. That's it. But I'm done. And, and, my, and most deaf. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm a hip hop guy. Are you I'm done? Sorry. Are you done? Yeah. But, all right. So with that, um, we just want to close this. Just to no, say. Like, yeah, wait, We're okay. not closing? Oh, no, not. okay, so oh. I was, was going to say that Sorry, when I was in Umso, we did our um, seats were, the handicap seats were not in the back. They're actually in the front of the classroom. Okay. Because you're more honored because you're right there with the teacher. Yeah. So your desk, like, literally, like, next to the teacher. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, li- ne- literally next, like, right there. Right. So that was kind of, I was, like, when I first in school in person, I was just, like, okay. And everybody just calls the teacher, but I'll give you a roll with it. Yeah, I've always sat in the front. I just, I got to the point where I want to... It wasn't to prove the teachers, it was to prove myself. Like, I, my parents spent all this money for, 
spent all that money for me to go to school. Yeah, so like, why not sit in the front, whether I wasn't listening or not. So yeah, I just think that you know that those moments in the front, I was really just testing myself. Um, just trying to be different because I understand in college or whatever we try to be like that cool person be in the back and I just think yeah. education is important even though this podcast has nothing to do with that I just want to put it out there I do think it's very important especially self-education because you know me I read a lot of books a lot of books um but with that being said is it time to close because I said it last time and you just you just stopped me so um. make sure we got anything else to cover well, I was going to say that mm. one thing, also, this last thing, one, the last point I'm going to make, and then we can end. But um, one thing I did find to club too, while going to school in person, versus when I, I went online at first, and then because I, I didn't want to be seen because I was embarrassed to be in the chair. Mm-hmm. Once I got past that, um, going to school in person, it was it was hard for me because I'm a very independent person. I like doing things for myself if I can help it. That's so. Extremely. Asking somebody mm-hmm. to take my book back out the back of my chair for me was kind of like yeah. a big deal. It's like, who do you ask? People look, you know, people don't know to be bothered because they're, they're to study it ourselves. And, you know, that's how, you really, I really got to see it, like how much, how selfish we, these people can be sometimes because yeah. some people are more helpful than us. Some people say, oh, do you need, you need any help or whatever taking your book back off? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. But then some people, like, if I ask somebody, they just look at me and they're like, okay, do you want to help me? Like, I just go to the next person. I'm like, I'm going to think big. You take my book back off my chair. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to beg anybody to do anything. So it's like, right. that kind of really helped me see, like, People are, we are, people are sometimes are selfish, like, they don't, don't have the hand, like, they just, that amazes so much, but. That also comes from just being blind to the fact that it's not happening to you. To them, so, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that every time somebody asks you, you know, you have to do it. No. Take into consideration. We have choices. But take into consideration, though, that, you know, that could easily be you. It now, I'm not is. saying, you no know, living life in fear, like, it's going to happen. No. But you have to at least put that in the back of your mind at some point, that, that could be easily be you. Or be your family member or your friend or somebody yeah. else that's close, close, close to you. So. I know nobody who, who might be listening to this would want that to happen to their parents. Mm-hmm. This was not sister, planned at all. This sister, friends, you wouldn't want your parents or anybody to come home crying talking about how somebody's being rude to them no. because of their situation. So you got to understand how to treat people uh, with their proper respects regardless if you know them or not. Uh, Feels like you want to be treated. Basically, basically, long story short, or understand the power of karma, but that's a whole nother topic. I can, really I, I can speak on that forever. Um, but with that, are we are we finally done? Yes, we are finally done. I, Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, have a good weekend and um, yeah, three episodes in one week, man. That's that's a, that's a lot. That's that's, that's a, that's, a lot. That's big. We, we appreciate all you guys who have listened. Thank you for the likes, the listens, and. Yeah. The shares. And Shout out to the Anchor app once again. I know I did not yes, plug you, you guys app. in. Thank you, but Anchor. I also know that at some point, this podcast app will become uh, very big and you guys will start charging. So, uh, you know, if you want to talk sponsorships at some point, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it. We're all for it, you yes. know, because we want to continue to support this app. Um, I know a lot of people who have started this have found a, a creativity within themselves just by simply pressing record. So, like I said, if you guys have experienced any quality issues prior to, you know, this point right here, just know that we were literally driving the van. And we were just like, you know what, let's just do it. This is what just keeps the podcast what it is. We honestly had a whole different topic 
kind of, sort of, yeah. but this happened. So, you know, uh, we thank you guys. Uh, episode four coming soon. I'm guessing that's, uh, I guess, catered to me. And I don't yes. know. Maybe. We, we'll figure it out. I might find a way to uh, run away from that. No, no, no. Run away no, from no, our responsibilities. No, 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 no. So the takeaways for today's episode is don't judge. Mm -hmm. Google. Google. If you want to know something. Research. Research. Understand the power of perspective. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. L-Y-L-S. I like that. Let your light shine always. Shout out to DJ Kelly too. I, I know you, you're not hearing this, but you might really? hear this one. Really? I like that. That's what he says, right? He's but anyways. L-Y-L-S? No, he says I like that. And oh. he keeps saying it. Oh. Anyways, okay. thank you guys. Thank you. This your girl Lady E signing this, out. This is RY signing out. Peace. Bye.